download and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasting from the JNK Twin Studios. This is the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast Breakdown, an in-depth look at a Red season, player, or game. Now, here's your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast Breakdown episode. This week, we are going to be talking about uh, Reds Fest, which would have just happened had it not been for uh, COVID-19 and COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, my co-host, Nick Lawson's joining me. Nick, what's going on, man? I'm here. I was worried for there a second. It was quiet, so... <laughs> So, uh, I was listening to your intro, that's all. Yep, so the Reds uh, do what they usually do around Reds Fest, and that was make a lot of moves. Part of it just because the way the baseball calendar falls with uh, the non-tender trade deadline, or non-tender deadline, and then also the uh, winter meetings uh, getting started right after Reds Fest. So uh, it, it, it sucks. Uh, from a fan and player's uh, standpoint because I've been to Reds Fest before where a player was uh, released while he was uh, giving autographs. Yeah, that's going to be a, a crappy feeling. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that that was Billy Hamilton. He was, uh, they announced uh, that he had been, uh, I can't remember if he was released. I think he was non-tendered. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he was not. And uh, he had ha- he was he was at Reds Fest when he uh, found the news. I don't think he had made it to the stage yet, but uh, I think he was either on his way to an autograph session or in the middle of a photograph or autograph session. So uh, there's been other years where players were traded the day of Reds Fest, and of course uh, didn't make it. There's pl- and of course the players that replaced. Uh, didn't come in last year. They had signed Mike Moustakis just before Reds Fest. He was able to make it. So uh, this year would have been an interesting year if Reds Fest had it gone on uh, just from the player moves. Of course, Trevor Bauer uh, is a free agent, so he's not able to – he would not have been able to attend. Last year he had a uh, pre-scheduled before he was traded to become a Red um, event that he was uh, going to in Japan. Uh, so he wasn't able to make it last year. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of the fun memories I have of Reds Fest, what Reds Fest is for the few uh, that may not know. And um, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll get into more of that. But first, <laughs> let's get into the moves that would have happened around Reds Fest this year had Reds Fest happened. So uh, first and foremost, uh, we'll start with the non-tenders because that happened uh Late last week, uh, some big names on there. Some were not so surprising. Others uh, were, of course, they uh, non-tendered Bradley, Archie Bradley, um, Goodwin, Casale, and Lanes. Also a non-tendered uh, Farmer, but uh, then quickly re-signed him to a major league contract. Um, what was, what's your opinion? I, of, I like uh, that move. Yeah, the farmer move made sense. They saved money on uh, on what they would have uh, had to pay him in arbitration. He avoids arbitration, which is not a fun um, thing for players to go through. And um, 
I'm not sure what his value would have been on the on the free market when teams this year are not going to be spending money outside of maybe the Mets and maybe Toronto uh, outside of the Yankees and uh, and Dodgers. But I mean, even even the Cubs are rumored to be cutting budget this year. So. Yeah, they're trying to trade uh, you know Chris Bryant. Right. So I mean, it, it's it's going to be an interesting. It's a, a big contract right there. It's going to be interesting in twenty twenty one. What's going to happen? Uh, uh, the COVID hit the Major League Baseball much much harder. There is a lawsuit involving all thirty teams against uh, insurance companies. That I think we're supposed to protect against uh, these types of things. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And uh, you know. Uh, as it stands today, games would not even be allowed to be played, fans or no fans, in parts of California. So um, there, there's a lot of things, uh, moving parts over the next three, four months uh, on what's going to happen with baseball. And I, I can see the team teams being uh, kind of gun-shy on, uh, on signing players this year just because they don't know if there's going to be a season, if it's going to start on time. If fans are going to be allowed in, I mean, it's 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 kind of crazy. I mean, it depends on where you are if fans are allowed in. And in Ohio, uh, I believe the the Browns and the Bengals are still allowed to have fans. In uh, Florida, I believe they can have as many fans as they want. The Dolphins opted for ten thousand just to be on the safe side. Uh, so it's, it's going to be uh, it's. I mean, that's that's a huge. Uh, loss of fans for the NFL who have a lot fewer games, uh, but their TV contracts are bigger and structure different baseball. On the other hand, the, the TV deals are regional and the uh, gate revenue, especially for media market teams like the reds, uh, that the gate revenue is an important part of the, the reds overall revenue. Um, it's about forty-eight million, I believe, uh, most years, according to uh, Forbes, out of about two hundred twenty, two hundred forty million dollars of total revenue. So, uh, it, it's kind of um, kind of important that uh, the Reds are able to have fans. And uh, as of right now, I, I would say for the end of March, beginning of April, opening games, uh, I, I would not expect a full house. I'll put it that way. No, it's going to look like the NFL. They'll probably have at least maybe max 10,000. Depends right where we are, though. We have to depend right now. We're, we're still COVID, still rapid. Right. Who I knows mean, by March? Yeah, I mean, things could change. It could get better. It could get worse. No one no one really yeah. knows. I think, that's, I think that's the key. Sometimes I think the precautions we're taking is doing good to kill the flu off, but not necessarily COVID. And, uh, but, I mean, who knows? I'm not an expert. Uh, and I, I don't think anyone really is because this thing is so new. Uh, so teams are going to have to – they're going to go with the most cautious route because unless they're immune from lawsuits, uh, even if uh, even if Governor DeWine gave the go-ahead or the uh, Ohio House said that he can't uh, limit fans, and the Reds are still going to be uh, cautious anyway because they don't want uh, – to be sued for an ev- holding an event where mass people get COVID, which uh, you know those type of lawsuits are coming if they're not if if they don't become forbidden at some point. Yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot of teams lost a lot of money, and, and they're trying to get some of it back. 
So, right. I mean, with the 60 game season too, they, they lost yeah. a lot of, uh, Ad revenue that wasn't going to be there from both sponsors inside the uh, stadium, also TV, radio. So, I mean, it, it's not just the $48 million gate revenue. It's it's part of the other uh, revenue as well. So, um, I, I know Reds fans, especially after what we've been through from 2015 through uh, the beginning of this year, where it was rebuild, 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 reallocate funds, reallocate resources. Uh, but I, I, I think for 2021, we're going to have to give them a pass be, and because I, there's very few te- I think the Mets might be the exception just because they have new ownership and the guys wanting to get, seize the value and spending uh, money up front and, and, uh, starting his uh, ownership off with a bang, but um, uh, teams like the Reds, I mean, if, if they went all in this year and there's no fans, they could, uh, you could end up having 10, 12, 15 years uh, where the, either they're going to have to sell the team to an outside group uh, who may want to move the team or, uh, or worse, uh, you know, uh, have 30 be like the Rays have 30 million dollar payrolls every year of course the Rays do it good so maybe the, they're the kind of the opposite ex- exception to the rule uh, they usually well, uh, they're, they're they're used to not having fans so it doesn't matter for them. right right I mean they also uh, don't have a lot of payroll but still somehow end up winning every year that's true so anyway, uh, my biggest surprise on the non-tenders was Archie Bradley uh, granted he was injured for the most part of the uh, his time with the Reds, but uh, especially after the move today, the the Reds are back into the bullpens now a question mark because uh, we'll get into it in just a minute. But the Reds traded Rossio Iglesias today, uh, so they no longer have Archie Bradley, no longer have Rossio Iglesias. Uh, Goodwin, eh? I mean, the Reds have more outfielders than um, anybody. Yeah, I was trying to come up with an analogy and it, it, I just lost it. But uh, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the Reds got a Reds got an arm out of the deal. I got Noah Ramirez. I don't know much about him. Right, he's been around for for a few years with Boston yeah. at some point too. But uh, I was back to the non tenders. Uh, Kirk Casale, a little bit of a surprise, but uh, not a huge one because Tucker Barnhart's your Gold Glove uh, main catcher that's under contract, and then you have. Uh, Tyler Stevenson that um, that uh, with him uh, he's your future catcher uh, whether Barnhart stays on or not uh, long term after after his contract's done uh, Tyler Stevenson's needs to be ready to go in case uh, the Reds decide to move on from Tucker Barnhart and I, I think he showed some promise in, in a few games uh, last year uh, so hopefully, uh, he can do the same, uh, this coming season. Yeah. I like Tyler. I think the guy's going to be a huge star someday. I don't know if he's going to be the next Johnny bench or not, but he's going to be a huge star. <laughs> there, there's never going to be another Johnny bench. Uh, he just needs to be the first Tyler Stevenson. I agree. That's a good statement. Yeah. Uh, so, and then the big move made today by the Reds, they, uh, traded Rossio Iglesias and cash to the angels for, uh, Noe Ramirez and a player to be named later. Uh, Ramirez, uh, not really too, not really impressive stats. Uh, one save in his career. Uh, did decent last year uh, in abbreviate in the abbreviated season. So 
Uh, he's going to make significantly less than what Rossio Iglesias uh, made. He'll probably be making in the million dollar range, whereas Rossio was going to be close to ten million. Uh, so a huge cash savings there for the Reds. Something that maybe it saves Sonny Gray from being traded. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, the Reds, uh, they never really come out and say what their payroll is going to be. Uh, you got $25 million uh, allocated to uh, Joey Votto. You have Moustakis and uh, Castellanos under contract, big contracts for next year. Uh, so hopefully this gives the Reds some room to make uh, improvements. And, and, you know, like the Rays uh, did last year, I mean, they didn't have a lot of big-name players. So maybe finding the right uh, mid-level, low-level free agents uh, could could get you the same place that you were last year uh, for a lot less money. Well, I mean, even, you know, not tendering those guys last week, it freed up $20 million plus right. the trade. Of Iglesias, that's about nine point one million. So, you got some money to use there. Just got to use it smart. Right, and and um, I doubt the Reds come out and say uh, our budget's going to be ninety million dollars or one hundred and thirty million <laughs> or two million. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to come out and say that. It would, it would make, uh, it make the negotiation process with free agents near impossible. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, I, I still have hope for next year. I, I think Joey Votto is going to be. Um, maybe not the same Joey Votto as in 2010, 2017, but I think it'll be closer to that. I think uh, Mike Moustakis will have a good year. Uh, Nick Senzel's due for a breakout year. He's yet to have that uh, due to injury and COVID. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully next year will be his year because uh, that'll be his third year in the majors. It's, it's time to uh, put up the numbers that uh, people expected when he was drafted. Yeah, I mean, everybody here has high hopes for Senzel, and I think he's going to be a big star. I mean, he's he's due for, he's due now. Yeah. So that kind of covers. Oh, one one other smaller <laughs> note today, just before the show, uh, we we started recording. Uh, Red signed another outfielder, which I found interesting, Dwight Smith Jr. But it was a minor league contract, so uh, could be just for depth uh, in case of injury or in case of more trades, or uh, you know, if if they have a full str- spring training, you need. Sometimes you just need bodies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, it's insurance policy in my opinion. Right, right. So uh, with all that said, let's get into the breakdown episode of uh, Reds Fest. So uh, I'll just start. To have, have you been to many Reds Fest in your, in your uh, career, we'll call it? I've been to probably about five or six. So what's your favorite part of Reds Fest? Or how, how would you describe Reds Fest to someone that has never been to a uh, to Reds Fest? Well, I mean, it's a chance to see how many Reds fans there truly are. How many are out there that love this team and love the organization over the years? Uh, you see how many guys and girls go for autographs. I mean, you see them lines and them lines are crazy. Right. Uh, my favorite part, I mean, I, you, you get to see players, walk, former players as well, walking around, you pass them or you can actually talk to them or something. I mean, that, that's, you get to interact with these guys. I mean, I sure got to talk to George Foster. That's cool. That's cool in my book. I mean, you talk to a, a Reds legend. Right. And now, and, and, and I mean, it's just so cool. You can ask questions to guys on stage. I mean, it's the coolest experience that there is in baseball. 
Right. I, I absolutely agree. So uh, the Reds, of course, did not have it this year. Uh, last year, though, th- this was kind of just kind of give someone the uh, uh, idea. I mean, it's it's like a it's probably next to MLB Fan Fest, the largest uh, fan fest in in baseball. Uh, the cool thing is, yeah. um, all the autographs, uh, for the most part, with a few exceptions, are included in your ticket price of twenty five dollars. I believe it's twenty five dollars for a two day pass. I'm a season ticket holder and Reds Hall of Fame member, so I I get in for free. Uh, but uh, yeah, all all the autographs, photographs, for the most part, are uh, free. Uh, the money goes to the Reds Community Fund, which is an awesome. Uh, outreach charity of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, they, they build ball fields all around the uh, region uh, along with the other support of youth sports. And then, I, I mean, it, it's just fun. If you, if you don't like standing in line, there are still things for you to do. There's the Reds main stage, which uh, they still have the schedule up from last year. Uh, the Harlem Globetrotters are there. Uh, Tops comes in, holds uh, pack wars where you get baseball cards and, and other prizes. Uh, they have musical entertainment with the house DJ, also uh, the uh, Mystics, a local uh, kind of Motown uh, group who are just awesome people, awesome performers. Uh, they they perform there. Uh, it's, it's it's so it's so cool. Then uh, if if you have kids, I mean, when I was a kid, it had been awesome to have this opportunity. They have a kids only press conference uh, on the stage where they'll have players, and usually that's where the big guy big. Names players like Joey Votto, Tucker Barnhart uh, take a part of those where kids get to ask, you know, they're, they're uh, the guys they watch on TV at the ballpark. Uh, they get to ask them pretty much anything. And some of the questions are uh, as uh, tough as what they would get from beat writers. And other ones are just uh, just fun questions. Yeah, I mean, and plus there's wiffle ball. Oh we yeah, have wiffle ball with the, with the Reds players, and which is really cool, and yeah. it's for mostly for the special needs children. That's something for them as well. Yeah, but also what they do on the uh, and this is one of the favorite things I like to watch when they're uh, doing when I'm standing in line uh, for an autograph. They'll have like uh, Reds Family Feud. Uh, they have a, last year they had a Reds cooking show, um, and uh, I mean it, it's just a lot of fun. And then of course. Uh, Reds Radio Network, uh, they're doing interviews uh, with players. 700 WLW is there doing more interviews with players. If, if you if you just enjoy baseball, uh, Reds Fest is definitely a place to be. Uh, then the second floor has uh, opportunities to uh, get pictures taken with mascots. Uh, there's also a season ticket holder lounge where you can kind of get away from the craziness on the first floor, get some uh, higher-end food options, uh, and, and then they also have, uh, for season ticket holder only, they'll have players come in, uh, do Q&As. Joey Votto's been there before. Uh, Matt Latos, uh, who um, was not a huge fan, I think, of the fan interactions, but he was there doing 30 minutes of question and answer. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, Marty's been there as both a uh, interviewer and interviewee, uh, especially I think the last year. I think he did a some questions at Q and A as well. Uh, so it, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Reds Fest uh, players are a little bit are much much more relaxed because they get a they get to take the time to interact with fans where they're not having to worry about going to play a ball game in twenty minutes. 
Yeah, and, Mar- and by the way, Marty Brenneman's awesome uh, <laughs> because he's so he, he's so forward and yeah. he doesn't hold anything back. Right, right, right. So, so one of the things is I usually me and uh, my best friend go and and we we like to get the autographs, not because we're going to sell them on eBay. I'm in front of me. I'm looking at about probably 50, 60 baseballs uh, that I've collected over the years. Most of them from uh, either Reds Fest or MLB Fan Fest, but. Uh, uh, one thing about Marty that's good and bad <laughs> is, you know, most people, when they go in line, uh, it, it's, it's a pretty quick process. You hand them your item, uh, they sign it. You may say, Hey, how you're doing that kind of thing with Marty. Uh, the good thing was he would take time to talk to you and listen to your stories about what you were doing when he made a particular call in 1978. (laughs) The bad thing about that is if you weren't one of the first ones in line, uh, that line uh, was always the longest. But uh, one of the things uh, that happened, uh, or one of of my most prized uh, autographs is a a Marty Brenneman microphone uh, that I had him sign. So, he is pretty. It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool to see the unique items that people would have. Uh, players, especially Marty, sign. Uh, there was people bringing old vinyl albums. That I think he and Joe uh, were on back in the day. So, uh, Reds Fest is just uh, that kind of um, kind of activity. And and uh, it, and then the other thing is, there's a ton of free stuff. <laughs> I love free stuff. I mean, the red sponsors uh, are out there. They're giving any, everything away from like little foam baseballs to slim gyms. Uh, the best giveaways though, are probably the Louisville bats. Uh, every year they give away either a uh, beer, mu- a beer Stein or a, uh, like a, uh, I'm not sure what the actual term is. Cause I'm not a huge drinker, but it's like, if you're making a thing of scotch, or whiskey, I guess, since it's uh, or bourbon, if it's uh, since it's um, Louisville, uh, they gave that glass away last year, so uh, it's pretty cool. Then you get to sign up to to win tickets to Louisville. But I mean, you, you get to see the full aspect of Reds baseball. Like you mentioned, they have the wiffle ball fields uh, in the back uh, where they have various activities. Uh, uh, some some of them are interactive with players. Sometimes it's just people hitting the balls around. Uh, they got batting cages, uh, pitching, um, pitching. I'm not sure what you call those things. Radar gun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speed pitch. Yeah. And then on the third, on the third floor, if that wasn't enough, they have uh, like a kid's playground area. So if you're taking your young, young kids and they're getting bored of standing in line, waiting for Joey Votto to show up, uh, you can take them up there, let them play around, uh, get to see Santa Claus. Uh, I mean, there's just so much to do. Uh, if you've never been to a Reds Fest next year, um, when you get there, it's definitely uh, worth taking two days of your life and uh, and doing. I mean, there's just so much to do there. And and over the years, I've I've got to meet. Uh, some great players. Some great, you get a chance to talk to Dick Williams. Uh, you can say that's a stupid trade. He'll say okay. I've seen people do that. Uh, last year, uh, it, it was pretty cool interacting with all of those guys. And uh, 
And, uh, of course, now Dick Williams, no longer part of the organization. So if he shows up, he'll be either an alumni or he'll just be a fan. Uh, but one of the cool things that they did, uh, and I have that someplace, I think, is when Walt Jockety was signing uh, autographs. Uh, I mean, granted, having a Walt Jockety baseball would be kind of cool, but uh, they had uh, fan contracts that he was signing. So yeah, that's cool. they had a blank place for you to write your name in there, and then he actually signed it, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. I, I kind of tweeted it to uh, Brandon Phillips. I don't know if he saw it. If he did, I don't think he appreciated my humor because that was around the time he was complaining about his uh, contract with the Reds. I'm like, hey, Brandon, I got mine. Yeah. Sucks <laughs> to be him. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, – but anyway, it's 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 a lot of fun. A, a quick story: a friend of mine, speaking of Brandon Phillips at Reds Fest, uh, he had worked it out with uh, Brandon's agent, and uh, I think I guess word with Brandon himself. And this is pretty cool. He actually got Brandon at Reds Fest to propose uh, to his now wife. We know you know Brandon Phillips' wife is right. Oh no 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 no. No, no, no. Oh, you, okay, you're talking my about friend got Brandon Phillips. Yeah, 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 yeah. My <laughs> my friend got Brandon Phillips to hold the ring for him gotcha. uh, when he proposed to his now wife. So it's uh, been a long Monday. <laughs> so yeah. So no, no, no. Brandon didn't propose to his wife at Reds Fest, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, I'm sure that would have made the news. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the I other. My, I took my stupid pills today. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. the The other thing is, and I've never done this because I can't play poker. I don't know if you play poker. No. But they do have a, uh, a celebrity poker contest where you'll play with uh, usually a player at each table, and then also a local celebrity could be a radio, TV uh, personality, or an announcer from the team. Uh, anyway, you'll have that at the table. If you knock that player out, you get their jersey off their back, and they'll autograph it for you. Uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of the players, though, when they go, they've been at Red Fest for two whole days. They're ready to go home for the most part. <laughs> so what they do, they go all in. I think one player one year tried to go all in every hand and kept winning and winning. Yeah, I mean, I just did a part. Not, I don't. I don't really get into cards. Oh, gotcha. I mean, I, I can't sit there and watch them play because I don't like it. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I didn't know if you actually played yourself though or not. But if you don't like, if you don't like, if you don't like cards, that's probably not the thing. They also have uh, bingo with uh, Marty Brenneman uh, calling the uh, bingo balls out. So uh, they should have pool, you know, playing pool or some billiards. You know, I mean, that that was more up my alley right there. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, but uh, still a lot of fun. Uh, next year, uh, Reds Fest has been announced as of right now. It, it, it's kind of crazy that uh, you, you can't even be 100% sure Reds Fest would happen uh, right now. But uh, as of right now, December 3rd, December 4th, 2021 at the Duke Energy Convention Center. Oh, that, that reminds me of something else that's happened in the last week. Uh, did you get a chance to watch the Simpsons episode? Uh, I I did not, but I I do know what happened in that show. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, a lot of it was on the way to Cincinnati, but uh, when they got to Cincinnati, they did show 
uh, the riverfront as well as the uh, the convention center where uh, Principal Skinner and uh, mainly Superintendent Chalmers was giving a uh, speech. So pretty cool episode seeing a skyline, even though they ate it in bowls. <laughs> but um, it was still pretty cool seeing uh, Cincinnati on a uh, famous cartoon show. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I wish I would have done that sooner. Yeah. So anyway, Reds Fest, though, uh, definitely something I missed this year. Hopefully it's back next year. Hopefully all the players are able to be there. Hopefully all the stars we have now will still be with the team this time next year. (laughs) Hopefully we're not going through another rebuild. Uh, We'll have more on that on our next uh, uh, hot stove show. And, And yeah, so I think we've covered about everything we can cover in a Reds Fest without actually having a Reds Fest. Yeah, it sucks we don't have a Reds Fest, but, you know, we do do our best. Right. So if you have any comments on Reds Fest, you can uh, tweet them at Reds Fans Chatter or uh, email us, Scott, at RedsFansChatter.com. Until next time, I think we're done, unless you have anything else to cover tonight. No, I think I'm good. I mean, what can you do when there's – Today was it with the, with the moves they made. So right. They really done anything else. And Reds Fest is unfortunately one of the coolest things that did not happen in 2020. Yeah, it's so 2020 of it. Yeah. So anyway, until next time, uh, go Reds. Go Reds.